New on Curiosity Stream. Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Kim Kardashian. Tycoons are in many ways the lifeblood of society. They are willing to put everything out there. They're willing to lose everything. See how the super elite use their money and power to shape our lives on Tycoons. Plus, from Japan's unbreakable super code to the algorithm mining your Bitcoin, we're breaking down the world's most famous encryptions on cracking the code. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. All right, here we go. <laughs> Please subscribe to the channel. Please. Hey guys, YouTube's got an algorithm and it really, really help us out a lot if you could like, comment, and subscribe. This is how we can get more information out to more people and uh, share the message of Toronto real estate. In Thanks. that order, like, comment, subscribe, and hit the damn bell. Record. Oh, here we are. We are in progress. So, clearly, I'm not in the studio today, though. Clearly, I am hairier than you. It's um, it's been a long weekend. Look at you, enjoying the sun and the palm trees of uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Wow, that's nice. It was actually raining a lot yesterday, but uh, still very warm. We were down on the beach yesterday too, and people are swimming in the water, and there's like lightning in the background. <laughs> I'm just like crazy. Are you really in in Carolina? South Carolina, yeah. No way. How was how did did you fly there? Yeah. How was that? Uh, it was a nightmare. When they said arrive three hours before the flight, it should be like five hours before the flight. Isn't and it normally three hours? My dad it's always normally used to two. It's normally I was, two. I always say two. Yeah, but I get there one and a half. And um, so the the uh, three hours that you know they said ended up being um, a line to get into a line to get into another line to get into another line to follow up with a, a third, fourth, fifth line until you finally got through customs. And so you're watching your plane. Like you're watching. Okay, but it's the boarding time for my plane. Okay, I'm still like so far ahead. Everyone's panicking. One guy's screaming. He's like, I have to get to my daughter's engagement. If my daughter's engagement, he's going nuts. He's at the front of the room and everyone's just like, you know, like that guy made it. <laughs> We're like, that guy made it for sure. Cause he was at the front and like the U.S. Marshal came. He had the bad young guy. And it was just like, that guy, he knows what he's doing. And then, and then about five minutes later, I see him at the back of the line, just like everybody else, because the planes were all delayed. Like, so everybody was mm. in customs. So my flight it left really? at eight thirty, and I didn't get on the flight until eight fifty. So boarding was at eight. So at eight, I'm like, oh my god, it's boarding. They're like, look, there's enough people from your flight in this line with you. They won't leave. And the guy in front of me said his daughter was just there a few days ago, and her flight left an hour late because of it. And uh, it just, it just, they just waited. They just said, hey, everybody's in customs still. We gotta wait. So they waited. And this is all while wearing a mask the entire time. I was wearing a mask shoulder to shoulder with everybody else, but we all had negative tests though. Cause you had to have no, a negative test to get into the no, that's okay. which they COVID, never looked at COVID aside. Oh, they never looked at, of they course. They never even asked me for my negative test uh. that I spend $40 each for my wife and I to go to shoppers, get it done, do the, do the, the thing that they asked me to do. And I made it all the way to South Carolina without ever anyone asking for me uh, from it. You know what I'm saying? One time. So 
<laughs> so, but virus and and pandemic aside, like wearing a goddamn mask for even five minutes is like it's not comfortable. I can't stand it. I was in an Uber the other day. Yeah, but if you got a good one that's comfortable, means it's probably not entirely protective. But we won't go down that path today because it's all for show. It's all for show. This is the Toronto Real Estate Show. Welcome to it. Thank you for joining us this morning. Yes. If you get any sort of value or entertainment from this video, please hit the thumbs up button. Make a comment. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know if you think... I'd like to know if, if you think TK is wearing pants right now. Put that in the comments, please. Mm-hmm. I won't ruin the surprise. Don't ruin the surprise. We'll have a, we'll have a reveal video next week. You have to tune so- in to both videos to see that. <laughs> We've got an gotta- um, interesting show today. Do we? Why? What's yeah. so interesting today? A lot of, stu- a lot of stuff uh, like happening right now. Um, I think there is. There's a lot, a lot of, of things. There's a lot of talk. I don't know if there's a lot of action, no action. but there's a lot of talk there. Ooh, sounds right. familiar. All bark, federal, no bite. We got, a, we got a federal election coming up. We do? Yeah. When's that? Uh, that's a good question. I think it's in uh, November. That's the 20th. No, what? it's the 20th of September? September. Okay. Either way, I believe. coming up, both of us. You and I, political experts. Are we voting? Are we voting? <laughs> we are not political experts. And the conversations that you're not supposed to have are politics and religion. But we're going to go down that road today. We're going to tell everyone what we think about the politics, uh, the political promises for the federal election 2021. And who's more realistic than others? Are we going to talk about that today? I'm not prepared for that discussion, I it's must okay. say. Well, but we we'll can have it, it anyway. We'll go over the points. I got point forms on the, on the, uh, on the articles. I do. I do know what the Conservative Party has planned for us all, and perfect. I, I did. I did want to go a little deeper into that, but Good. yeah, there's. There, I think there is a lot going on right now. It's just uh, it's lurking in 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 the in the forest. It's it's just waiting. It's mm-hmm. tired. It's tired. It's like it's enough already with this real estate, mm-hmm. right? All the buyers are like, oh. Like, honestly, Seriously? like it's 30 degrees outside. Am I really, this, this house doesn't have air conditioning, obviously. Like that guy, I'm pretty sure that guy looks like he has COVID. I'm, let's go to the beach. Let's go to South Carolina. Let's go to South Carolina and bash some heads in. What are you doing there again? Are you there for jiu-jitsu? Yeah. So that's not really busting heads. It's more like choking people to death. Yeah. It's more like just like hugging people until one person says they've had enough. No more hugging today, please. No more hugging. So, yeah. so, so obviously you guys are doing it with social distance rules in, in effect. The ref is wearing a mask. For real? <laughs> is he really? The ref is the only one. Honestly, the event, um, in, when I was in Florida in uh, December, it was like strict masks. Everyone's wearing masks. It was like, don't. Don't take it off at any point in time. And as soon Are as I got there today, yesterday, you rip I, off I the went, guy's mask. No, not during the the match, but like oh. all the other times. But as soon as I got there yesterday, my wife and I we wore a mask in the building, and nobody's wearing a mask. So we're like, oh, all right. So 
guess we're, this is not this is a non-mask affair wow. we took the masks off and not a single person in the building was wearing a mask except for the refs but everybody but everyone had cared. to have a negative test and all that kind of stuff like what's the point of wearing a mask if you're just gonna like go up and hug the guy and choke him and punch exactly. him and whatever else you're doing to him yeah. wrap your legs around him yeah. right yes so that um, from six feet apart six feet apart doesn't work seems like this is one of those things that maybe shouldn't be able to continue at this point in time in our recovery which normally recoveries go like in the good direction don't they i think we are going in the good in a good direction are we talking about uh what are we talking about now real estate the economy or the yeah, i'm talking uh, about the, them the, allowing the, jiu-jitsu tournaments so that is in the, the right, right direction. direction as far as you're yeah. concerned, for sure. All right. Well, hopefully we don't have a super spreader event that you are involved in. I am not. I will not be. It won't happen. I, I do believe that. So, okay, back to politics on the Toronto Real Estate Show. So, so far we've talked about everything but real estate, and we're probably a few minutes in. So hopefully people are still here. Subscribe if you are, because that means you like us. TK, some people actually like us. Can you believe this? I think some people watch this show on YouTube and then they don't subscribe. Oh, why? I do that. I, though. I am. I'm, I'm a lot more conscious of that lately. Yeah. I, but I I'm, am subscribed like, to a lot of people now. It's pretty I'm about 10% of the 10% of the channels that I watch, I subscribe to. Really? Oh, you're I really bad. have to watch it a couple times before I'm like, yeah, you know what? This is, this is something I want to see again. So I get it. I understand our listeners and our viewers. Yes. I get them. So here we go. So what are we going to talk about first? How rip-roaring the market is, the the political landscape at the moment. Well, um, we're talking about the same thing we're talking about every single week, which is scarcity, that we've got an affordability crisis. Affordability crisis. We do. This is the topic. This is what people want to hear about. This, this is, is what, the hot topic? This is, is the, this what the, they're all... Yeah, well, this is what the... Um, uh, political parties are all campaigning on because they know it's a set. They know it's a it's a it's a window into the soul of the constituents. You know, it's it's the key to gaining their loyalty so that they can get their votes. Right. All you got to do is you just got to play the song. Just and oh yeah 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 that's what I want. I'm gonna vote. You know, with that guy. Right? So aren't they all saying the same thing basically? Like maybe a couple little things. They, are, but they want to they want to they want to know because they've got these sort of like um historical consistent um uh campaign uh promises that they've been making over and over again so but now it's important to add on affordable housing right and if and if one party says they're going to do 500,000 affordable units we're going to do a million right and if one says they're going to do a million and they're going to have it done in 5 years we're going to have it done in three, you know, mm, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Right. So they're all just kind of like, how can we, you know, one up this, even though like anybody who's got half of a brain knows that not all these promises are going to be kept. Half of a brain politics. Wow. In the same sentence, it doesn't seem <laughs> real. This is crazy. Listen, I'm looking at the conservative parties kind of plan here. Yeah. And, and, what I'm reading in here, like they're throwing around a million new homes. So this is Canada wide, right? Uh-huh. 
but a million new homes in three years. And if I do the quick math in my head, that gives me 333,000, 333 homes per year. Combine that yeah. with an already low inventory, right? Yeah. Combine that with like, like our infrastructure seems stretched already to the max and we've got infrastructure stuff all over the place, right? Mm -hmm. not, not enough schools, not enough infrastructure, sewers. Infra infrastructure issues left, right, and center. Not enough trains. Yeah. Not enough houses, even though a million houses. So does a million houses, first of all, is it even possible? Can we build more? Can we build more? We can't we build can put a more. Plan, we can put a plan into action. We can actually say, sorry, I'm just looking at the, uh, the, the Conservative Party list here too. I wanted to see if there's any more details on that. But uh, yeah, so they, they can say that they're going to, to do it. They can put a plan into action, but it's not just like the government has all the uh, tools, resources, and experience putting all this stuff in, in that type of time. But right? do people really just go, Oh, that look, sounds good. He, that sounds he said good. more. He said, he said more. more. That's it. Yeah. I'm going with him. Cause he said more. And they said they're going to convert 15% of the federal government property. How into many people housing really do care and the about the creation this? of an indigenous housing strategy, right? The indigenous housing strategy probably will save us all. Well, the indigenous housing strategy is clearly a, a major uh, point because of the um, uh, you necessity know, the for pipelines through their day, land. September 30th. Well, no, all this, all this, um, what do they call them? The residential schools, like all this, you know, that's a major um, issue that. this year that the government's yeah. embarrassed about. And so mm. they're trying to like, you know, again, tap into the hearts of the voters. How about... We care, we care, yeah. I swear we care. How we about we put a subway station on your land and let you develop condos to the sky? <laughs> How does That's that it. sound? That's it. Tax you free. Need permission to do it. Tax free. Hmm. Tax free. So let's see. So the so the liberals they are saying they've got a commitment of two and a half billion dollars to create thirty five thousand affordable housing units, a billion and a half which is dedicated to the government's rapid housing initiative which seeks to build new affordable housing units much faster than is typically possible. Wow. Yeah. How's that? That's faster. I mean, wow. I don't know how long it's going to take, but it says, it says faster, girl. Much my faster. My robot, my autonomous robot construction system is not quite complete. How it are we going never, to do this? It will never work without the robots. It won't. All right. The NDP, they said, we are proposing to build 500,000 affordable homes over the next 10 years whoa that's fucking nothing that's fifty thousand a, a year what that's a lot what no i'm saying it's not a lot it's our sarcasm no. five hundred thousand yeah. affordable homes and they're only on a proposal like so they're only kind of like their housing platform is, is 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 based off of that so they're like look we're gonna we're gonna be able to do this i'm not really sure so they don't really have like a, a guaranteed plan at least the liberals were like look we have got a rapid housing initiative yeah. it is much Hold faster on, uh, on, much on cbc he just said a million units you got you got to change it to 1.5 quid you got to make it to 1.5 use the word billion we're going to build 1.5 million houses 
and the and the accent? Green Party so far has not released its 2021 election platform yet. No, the Green no, Party no is comment. always no very slow. No comment. Sorry, we're busy. We're busy right now. We're busy right. So now. let's talk about a couple of the things here. So this is just like a little summary on some of the Conservative Party stuff that's more in depth than what we just talked about, right? So the first thing is potentially a um, capital gain deferral. Okay, so one of the ways to increase housing supply um, to implement a plan to build a million homes in the next three years is to incentivize Canadian investors in rental housing by allowing investors to defer capital gains tax when selling a rental property and reinvesting into rental housing, something that is currently excluded, just like a U.S. 1031 exchange, which allows uh, owner of U.S. real estate to defer the capital gains. And um, that would be an option for, you know real estate investment. So let's look at that. So just let's like, look at that. just like um, rent control, just like uh, tax breaks and stuff like that for purpose-built rentals. It's almost like everyone feels like if they tax the investors, if they tax the uh, developers, if they tax the builders, if they make them pay more taxes, somehow that's going to, that money is going to go in the hands of the government and then the government's going to responsibly use it to create housing for people. And that's been like the lie over the last 30 years, right? Since rent control came in, right? Since they stopped building those purpose-built rentals um, back, you know, really mostly in the 60s and 70s, right? They have always believed that if they could at least, if they could keep rents down, if they could keep taxes into the hands of the government, they will distribute it in, in the way for the people that would help the people, you know, even more. And you're so obviously a, a big, yeah. Let's, let's look at this. So we're incentivizing people that are currently making money on their investment to sell it because they save or defer their capital gains. So now we're incentivizing them to sell it at a higher price than they paid because they want to make a profit, which then forces the next landlord to want to increase rents to make the amount he just paid you know, work, right? Okay. Isn't that market the cycle? Rents, market rents. The, the, the incentivization is if I'm sitting on a property right now, okay, and I kind of like our guy on Shepherd that I've been talking to you about a lot, and I mm. sell my property and I got to pay 50% inclusion rate on the gains that I have on that property, okay? What's giving me the incentive? I might have already maximized my returns. There really might not be anything left in that property for me to do. And really, I'm just allowing market appreciation to bring it up. And I'm going to figure out later on, you know, what I'm going to do with it when I really need it, or maybe pass it on to my kids. But if I've got some new great idea, that's going to develop a piece of land, that's going to, you know, add some value into a building that maybe is owned by a partner of mine, or do something that's going to create more rental housing, it's going to incentivize me to say like, look, I've already lifted that asset enough and I've already had as much you know, returns as I'm possibly ever going to you know, get from that particular property, sell it, but I have to use that, those funds to invest within a certain time period back into another site, which I'm then going to develop and make into something much better, creating rental housing so that I don't pay those capital gains. That will, that, that's a huge incentivization, 100%. And if a guy if, does buy his if, property... If there's room for more but how do you create more but you know that yourself it's hard to find a deal that's like a value-add property or something that's going to be able to you know get somebody a really nice appreciation a forced appreciation from just buying it and, and fixing it up but development is the answer right like if 
the guys who know what they're doing to be able to go around and buy a piece of land and build something that is going to be a significant increase to their um, decision-making. Like it's going to make it really, really appealing because think about it. You might be willing to pay a little bit more for that land now because you're like, Hey, I'm not paying the tax by that property that I'm selling for $3 million that I paid $700,000 for 20 years ago. You know, I don't have to pay all that. I, I got eight hundred, $900,000 worth of tax. I can, I can, transfer that over to that property, which I have to overpay for by eight or 900,000. I'm okay with that because I'm not getting any more profits from that property that I've owned for 20 years. It's done. I can't do anything with it. I've maximized it in every way that I know how with my skill set. But because I'm a developer and I did the same thing here 20 years ago, I'm going to do that again on this property and make that now what my other property is. And I'm willing to do it because I'm saving on the taxes. And then when that's done, I can also do the same thing. So it's a huge incentivization. There's guys who are sitting on properties who do not want to pay. It's not a good feeling to pay the government this much tax. No, I I get that that end of it. I get that end of it. But what I see it doing is adding to the the end cost. It's the market pushes the market up, especially the market is in control. And if we have more supply, the market will take care of itself. You know this. Yeah, I don't think you're adding that much supply in this scenario that it's like uh I think it'll help. Not that it that it pushes prices down. I don't know if it's going to push prices down, but I think it can slow them or stop them from going up. If if they but could the figure out a way I- to get if they could figure out a way to get that million houses online for real, that that is what would maybe slow things down. This stuff. How are they going to do the it? The government's not going to do it. So There's like, nothing. we can't rely on They're it. just going to let people in. They're like have, printing cap, money cap, and letting people in. They're not trying to stop anything. Capitalism is what is what's going to allow there to be more opportunities for people. We need people, developers, who understand zoning, who understand planning, who have the connections, who know the guys who are like, who can finance these type of things. Guys like you, but guys who are like, you know, really keen on this. This is their whole like mindset. You have people in the government who are doing this. They're distracted. They have so many different things. They are all over the place. It has to be public sector, but it has to be opened up by the government. Somebody there has to go like, they're going to go on a platform of a million houses, but they're, how? What are they going to do? Like, you know how drastic a change it's going to be to add, what is that? I, I, right now, hold on a sec. I actually looked this up. Uh, uh, new houses now, 200,000 new homes on average. Canada's long run averages for about 200,000 new homes. So we're talking about adding what? 133,000 new homes a year. Well, right away. Were, were saying, the conservatives are saying 333,000 a year. Oh, no, that's not more. They're saying we're going to. There's no way they're going to add a million on top of what we're already doing. It's going to be a million. We didn't say on top of. It just <laughs> okay, said a right. million. Are you crazy? <laughs> right? Point. So they're going to make sure we million. hit that million, they'll say. But even They should have said billion. They should have said well, billion. I'd vote that for them won if the election. They said billion for sure. But hold on. Let's just think this through. If you were at 200 right now and you add yeah. 133,000 right away, like they're not like in four years, we're going to start making more. You know, it's like in the next three years, we're going to add a million, which means 
even if you're slow off the hop, I mean, you got to add some more than we're used to, right? Yeah. And we have to be at capacity. We have 124 cranes in the sky right now. How can you not be at capacity? Prices are crazy because there's no labor. Oh, did you? I'm not going to go there. You see okay, Elon we'll Musk's there. new uh, I robot? Love I love it. That's the solution. I love it. Yeah, I know. I thought that about you when I saw solution. that. I was just like, yeah. all right, that does make sense. You know, they can, that go. guy can swing a hammer. That guy you can, know? that guy can that like guy carry can steel up the stairs. Cement and walk up the stairs or whatever, you know, That's they right. can figure it out. It'll just be a, a lineup of robots going up and down construction uh, sites. Everywhere. Everywhere. I love it. Yeah, let's, I'm glad let's you go saw to the next that. point here. Restrict foreign investors purchasing properties in Canada. So there are a ton of Canadian condo investment advertisements all across the world. Um, one of the reasons could be foreign investments. So Conservative Party intends to ban foreign investors not living in or moving to Canada from buying homes locally for a two-year period, and they will encourage them to build purpose-built rental housing. Hold on, say that again, not living here? What's not the rule? Not living here. So if you're not moving to Canada or living here, ban foreign investors from buying locally for a two-year period and intend to encourage mm. foreign investments to build mm. purpose-built rental housing. So, but if you're living here, if you're one of the 425,000 new immigrants to Canada, you can of course, get, yeah, you yeah. Can if buy? you're moving here, that, that's, that's... So that doesn't even apply. So there we you go. Scratch that off the list because it doesn't apply. Okay. But what, what about a guy who's living in Ireland and who's like, hey, you know what? I like to own a piece of land in London, Ontario. Right? Is that a good Irish accent? No, that was horrendous. Okay, okay good. That's so, okay, though. You're going to work on that. I'll work on it. How do we ensure that that guy in Ireland sitting there buying houses in London, Ontario doesn't make it more expensive for the guy who just got his first job in London. Um, how do we ensure this? Or do we yeah. even give a shit? I'm just saying. That well, that is, I'm, I'm the just perspective going, going into the question matters. Well, this is not my plan. This is what the well, who cares about that? Plan. But do people care about that? I guess some well, people think, care about that. I think some people do. And I don't think that it's going to make a dent into the actual demand issue. It will not it find will, ways it, in. Man. We won't even we won't even notice that the guy in Ireland's not buying anymore. Trust me. Right? No. It's gonna be somebody instead of him because he, there's he a line. 15% Ontario um foreign buyers tax already. Right? So for him, it's like really, you know, are you gonna He's buying it with Bitcoin that he, he bought really for pay, 10 cents? Is he really gonna pay that much more than you? Like when he's already got to pay a 15% tax? Like, is he stupid? Why is he why is he buying an overpriced property? in London, Ontario, if he uh, has to pay 15% tax on top, right? There's probably better investments out there. So I don't think that that's going to be an issue. Maybe other provinces are having those issues. I don't know, to be honest with you. But those other provinces the wishes the they have it. It touches the heart of the voters. Small town Some. Ontario sitting there, darn these foreign investors. <laughs> Goddamn Chinese land. are buying up everything, ma. We gotta get rid of them. Oh my gosh! Right? Those goddamn that's what Chinese. It is though, right? It's just to get a vote, so people are like, "Yeah, that that makes sense." I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna save money by not allowing those foreign investors to buy my land. But I like the second part. Okay, 
um, encouraging them to build purpose-built rentals. The foreigners? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so how does this work? Okay, so well, listen, if you're going to come in, we, we really <laughs> encourage you to like, I don't know, how are you going to do it? You're going to, here, we're going to give everybody eight two-by-fours <laughs> and some string. And, and the, here, here's a little bit of stone yeah. and, and a robot. <laughs> Go, make some shelter. Now, how are you going to do this? How are you going to make the foreigners make rental no, housing? No one wants to build on that land because there's really no money to be made. <laughs> <laughs> you have to work for you free for like 10 years and build a building. You guys you guys do it, okay? We'll charge you lots of tax on it, but you guys do it, all right? That's that's a good investment for you. Okay, they're just so, saying they're going to encourage them. I mean, again, they touch my heart it touched wow. my heartstrings. All right. Mortgage accessibility. Okay. Yes, this is Proposing, great. Beautiful. Encouraging seven to 10 year mortgages for first time home buyers. Removing 80, the need for mortgage stress tests. They should do like 80 year amortization periods. And you're okay. fixed. 80 year amortization. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Remove requirement of mortgage stress tests when a homeowner renews a mortgage with another lender. Oh, that makes a ton of sense. So after you buy it, so figure out a way to just get a mortgage. And then when you refinance it two months later, no rules. Perfect. Perfect. Beautiful. Increase the limit on mortgage insurance eligibility to allow Canadians to buy in high price real estate markets with less than 20% down. 100% mortgage high in luxury zones only. 100% 100%. financing. If you've got a good job, 100% mortgage really should exist. Like if, if you got you, one of those jobs where you're like, this guy's not ever getting laid off. No, but we've encouraged him to build affordable rental supply. Give him a hundred percent mortgage in the luxury zone. Yeah. And it all makes sense now. If you got like, you know, like if you're making a million bucks a year, you got some crazy job that's super secure and uh, you know, you haven't been good at saving money. You deserve to live in a three and a half million dollar house with nothing down. Right. That just makes sense. You've earned it. That's your right. Only if it has an infinity pool. And I have yeah. my own washroom. And underground parking. Yeah. But uh, stop discriminating against small business owners, contractors, and other non-permanent employees because of the mortgage stress test. So yeah. yeah so basically. it up a little bit for non-salaried, non-salaried uh, buyers. I swear to God I make half a million a year. Okay. Yeah. That works for me. He swear we to God. We used to have stated income. No, we used to have stated income. And it was. That's uh, what they're saying. You just, you just had to prove you know, this is, I did a few of them. So you had to prove that you didn't owe any taxes and then you would be like, yeah, I make 90 grand. And at the time this, I'm going back maybe 10 years. And at the time it was, um, you know, buying a three or $400,000 house was like pretty good. Like there were some nice houses out there at that price. And, uh, so your mortgage would be like 300. So to qualify at the rates that were probably, I don't know, maybe like four or 5%, you needed like 60, 70, $80,000 income. So all these self-employed people were all just like, yeah, I make 70 grand. I make 80 grand. Yeah, no problem. And it was, it was viable and uh, it was a stated income and you got the mortgage and it worked and there was a little bit more like higher rates. Like there was something to it that made it a little bit more like mitigated the yeah, risk. Higher for the fees. Like, yeah. Cause you had a broker like, that was lying in the middle, like all over the, the middle. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Now he's this got a lemonade stand. He's doing really well. <laughs> this lemonade stand you've never seen before. Okay. These lemons okay. are fresh. I yeah. vouch for him. Yeah. Oh, it's well, amazing. if you vouch for him, maybe you can yeah. encourage him to make some affordable housing. Maybe purpose-built rentals, right? 
I'm voting conservative for sure so, so let's, far. Let's Who's talk the conservative the, guy? That uh, O'Toole? O'Toole. Yeah. That guy is a tool. He's a tool. But let's, He's a tool. Um, Which tool are you going to vote for? Who else is out there? Is it Trudeau and Tool? That's it? True Tool. Is it just yes. the two of them? Or, 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 or whatever would be. And the, oh, no, J- uh, Jag um, Singh. What's his name? What's Singh. His I like Jag him. He's a cool guy. He does jiu-jitsu, actually. Does he really? So it's kind of cool for me. Um, go, go, go on a deep dive on YouTube. Okay. Seven to ten, seven to ten year mortgages. Yeah, you said what that will already. this do for people? Yeah. This will allow cheaper, them cheaper to, payments. No, it'll it'll allow no, that's the amortization. This it'll allow them to fix their payments for a longer period of time. So yeah, but at cheaper buyer, rates. The, well, if the rates go up, it'll be a cheaper rate. So instead, as a first-time home uh, buyer, I'm like, I'm gonna buy my house right now, but I know that I'm buying it way higher than you know anybody else has ever bought their first home you know it's my $900,000 first time buyer home but if I'm getting a five-year mortgage in five years if the rates change and the market hasn't done what I wanted it to do can I really afford to stay in this house maybe not but 10 years gives me 10 years of paying off the principal so that in 10 years when the interest rates are triple whatever they are and the rental and the, and the real estate market's the same because it doesn't go the way that they want they've built up a ton of equity because of the principle. So that's what it is. It takes away the risk for the first time home buyers, but also wanna, locks them in. You want to hear something crazy? Go. What is triple the current interest rate? 6%. Isn't that nuts? That's not that's even a big, a big deal. That's a huge, that's a, a huge, huge increase. increase. Sure. Yeah. If you, if, if their interest rate is impossible, percent, it's, it's um, 60%. And if they go up, like your, your payment increases 60%. And if it goes up six and a half percent, your payments double. Yeah. So, but if your government is running a deficit at its current tax intake, right? And it, uh, current serviceable debt payments, right? If, okay. So imagine, okay, you borrowed a million dollars, what your payments look like at 2% or 2.5 or 1.8, whatever, whatever you're locked in at, right? I mean, if that moves 1%, that's significant, right? 2% is crazy, right? Crazy. So if you're the government of anywhere and you've borrowed, what is it, in the trillions now? Let's call it hundreds of billions, even billions. Yeah, I think if your interest rate goes up, if your interest rate goes up half a point, how can you service your debt anymore? You're fucked. You bring in, you bring in 400,000 new Canadians every year, Daryl. Yeah, but if you're already you struggling, increase the size of your economy. That's right. You Ponzi scheme the hell out of this thing, right? So Bring they, they can't afford to raise interest rates. We'll get to that maybe another show. But they don't want to do it yet. But by adding more people and growing the economy, thing. they will they will basically, um, you know, hedge their bets with with the uh, the debt that they're taking on. We're not going to see interest rates go up anytime in our lifetime in our lifetime all right stress test taking away the requirement for mortgage stress test when oh when he renews with a a new uh mortgage with another lender yeah can we talk about this i guess so makes sense i don't know if it makes Um, sense but it will definitely help people get better mortgages from shadier guys i guess or better guys 
the shady oh. guys need to put food on their table too. We're going right? to see 100% loans. We're going to see them more and more and more. 100%. You yeah. have to. Yeah. You need money? I got money. Um, you want to borrow money? Here. Sign here. Where else are you putting your money right now? Okay. All right. Primary residence capital gain exemption. Yeah, this they're not stupid. Yeah, they're not Nobody stupid. Nobody is going to say <laughs> that they are going to add a primary residence capital gain exemption. Okay. Basically, <clears throat> they have conservative parties reassured everyone that they're not going to be doing it. But I have I have a plan. Hmm. I've solved the housing crisis. Again? Again. <laughs> Let's hear it. it. Do it. Let's Ready? go. I'm behind you. I think. In exactly two years from today. Today, August 22nd, 2023. If you have owned your home for more than 25 years. Quadrupled. If you've owned your home for more than 25 years and you sell it after August 23rd, 2023. Okay. It will be subject to capital gains. What? What? What just happened there? How'd that happen? You you think that it's gonna be like a midterm no, 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 no. thing? I'm running. I'm running for an independent party, and I'm gonna base it off of that promise alone. Oh, that's it. Oh, just I that. Think I have you one should. policy. I have one. I don't know about any. I don't know about anything else. Okay, don't ask get me us about some viewers. Yeah, but this is what's gonna happen, right? So you're gonna raise capital gain taxes. This is your platform. Only if you've owned the home for 25 years or more. Okay, so it does two things. One, all the people holding on to that real estate who own like a condo in Florida, a cottage up north, their house in downtown Toronto, their Something has uh, to go. Mediterranean villa, all that kind of stuff are forced to sell that home now because they okay. don't want to pay the capital gains. They're going to go and buy something else. Stimulates the economy. Okay, they're not going to sit on it. The estate sales, the properties that are just sitting there vacant because mom and dad have moved on and now they're just renting it out because they think, ah, oh, this is great. We're making so much money. Get it, get it back on the market, increase the housing supply, right? People who are younger and who buy their home will now be saying to themselves after 25 years, we need to move. Before that 25-year mark, we need to move. We need to sell. Otherwise, we're going to be paying tax on this money. Put it back into the housing inventory instead of everyone just collecting houses like Monopoly, right? As, as wonderful... What do you mean the whole? Like, what, what, what if you, like... You're someone who's owned it for 24 years right before this thing comes in instead of the guy who's just buying tomorrow. That fucking sucks. You're fucking up my whole plan, man. My whole plan. How many people are in year 20 to 24? You have two years. You have two years to figure your shit out. That sucks, man. That sucks. I'm not voting for you for sure. Damn it. I need your support. I no, but hold on a sec. I thought I was behind you, but that's a that's that is not thought through at all. I don't think. Well, maybe. I mean, I it's guess a there's a lot of people that would be okay with it, but it's a good idea. It's not there's a bad a lot of people idea. Sitting on housing that, that that don't need to be sitting on it, and they're sitting on it out of greed, and they're Who not thinking about say? like anything. Who are you happens. to say? Who are you to say what they're supposed or, to do with it? Fine. Or they're what if their knees are perfect emotions, they're trapped. They're, 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 they're trapped because they are obsessed about that property that they've owned forever. And it's all, you know, it's so hard for them to sell and, and everything else too. And how much harder uh, you know, will it they be to sell push. when they have to? How much harder is it to sell? How are you going to maximize your potential when you have 
I got to sell this thing by tomorrow or I'm paying capital gains and everybody else is going to get. So over the next two years, we're going to see a huge increase of supply. So now we're going to have all this inventory come off to the mark, come onto the market. Right. And then each year after that, there will be a new, you know, motivation for people as they're hitting that 25 year mark to put the property on the market. I think a Reddit group will figure out that you just need to wait on all of it. Don't buy any of it until it's too late and then their time expires. Yeah. You, also could just wait, you also could just transfer it. You also wait to the last second. It. You could just transfer it to a family member and say, yeah, I sold it to my, sold it to my brother. Yeah. For a dollar. Suck a it. New owner. No, you have to pay the land transfer tax on that. Anyways, Daryl, it was a good thought I had. It wasn't bad. It, it wasn't bad. Listen, all right. Capital gain is- inclusion rate. Nothing was mentioned uh, about the capital gain inclusion rate, uh, but the NDP did mention that they intended to increase the capital gain inclusion rate and increase the highest marginal tax rates in Canada. So we talked about this before, not a good campaign promise that we're going to increase capital gains. It it de-incentivizes people to um, invest and build rentals. So... I think uh, anything that comes out of a government think tank should be ripped up and thrown into the wastebasket and sold to the highest bidder in the private market. I think we should completely desimilate. Is that the word? I think we should rip apart government at the seams and make every department a private uh, company. What do you think about that? That's how we get this thing. Coming. But hold remember on a Aleem second. talked to us about the transit and how bad it went with the 407 and all this it's other a very stuff. skewed perspective. Those guys that own the 407 are like, ah, what a great deal that was, these dummies. Why doesn't Ontario own the goddamn road, man? It's like some pension plan from Sweden or something owns that road. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. They're like, I know, I know. I remember what happened. And, and then, but they were like corrupt. Remember the lady like stole a bunch of money, the CEO? Well, there was a local group that started it, but they ended up selling it to like some pension plan in some other country. Mm-hmm. That's why you can't ever get anybody there. Excuse me. Um, I'd like to challenge this uh, charge of a dollar forty three. Um, hello, is anybody there? Hello, <laughs> hello. There's no phone right, number. The, There's nowhere to. The, no. Anyways, the, the liberals proposed a new tax targeting underused housing. Underused housing. Oh, for God's yeah. sakes. Get to the heart of the so, problem, guys. Get those million, figure out the million houses. Figure that out. That is that is something, though, that like I guess that prince that principal residence capital gains is what I was thinking along the lines of because uh there's houses that just aren't being used enough. Like, here's another, I'll just come up with a idea that again will be proven wrong, but let's just do it anyways. Do it. You have got a limit to how many bedrooms you can have per person in your home right a limit in, with like in the world or in the city or in the home like if you have three bedrooms per person in your home okay three bedrooms you have to per pay a person. tax yeah hmm. so if you got rooms like if you're, if you're bedroom. living by yourself and rooms? you're living in a three bedroom or a four bedroom oh, oh right? i see then you need to pay an extra tax because you're not utilizing all those rooms unless you can prove to us that you're either renting out a room or you're doing something to help use those bedrooms for rental stock. Okay. So if I made it through my thirties without having kids and getting married and I'm super successful, 
And I yeah. live in a beautiful, beautiful house that has right. eight bedrooms. Yeah. Oh, is that how it works around here? I can afford the tax. Okay. Afford the tax. Why do you need all those bedrooms? No one's using them. So you know what? Next time you're at lunch, you should look yeah. at the guy beside you and go, you know what? That guy, look at that guy's suit. Look at that guy's shoes. You know what? You can afford to pay for my lunch. <laughs> Um, yeah. Anyways, not my, not one of my best ideas. No. Oh, ideas. yeah. There was no idea in there. Was there? What no was idea. the idea? <laughs> tax the well, rich. We could, we could tax people who. What tax I want the is rich. the person who's living in a home, that's a four-bedroom home, to say, "This is too big for me. I need motivation because I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm full of fear. I don't want to move. I've been here forever. It's the only home. My husband or wife passed away, and." I just can't deal with leaving anywhere or whatever it is. And, you know, if the tax is coming in and they're paying that bill, they might say, you know what? I don't really need to pay this bill. Why don't I go and move to a two bedroom condo? Like my daughter wants me to go to, and that everyone in my life is telling me is good for me because I got a bad hip and leave this four bedroom house for a family who could actually use it. That's what I'm trying to say. You're trying to stimulate the, uh, the older people into it's getting out of their houses. Trying to shuffle the housing. It sounds like a, like a commission grab to me, actually. This are you, probably are you, real estate are you soliciting? It probably yeah. is too. I, I didn't even go down. It sounds road, like solicitation I, I admit, to me. This will be a, this will be a good <laughs> thing for the real estate agents out there, but it's not intended for that. You know. Well, listen, the the realtors don't have it good enough because you know their jobs got harder over the last five years. As mm -hmm. the as their inventory doubled in price, so I mean it, yeah. it. It seems like they're pretty hard up. Hey, you know what, Ontario. First of all, can we can we talk about something other than politics, or are we still on okay, this po political? Yeah, thing? I don't have any more points. Oh, thank God, because that was getting a little bit it. tough. Yeah, that was, it was a little, getting a little bit uh, controversial there. It was just a little serious for my liking. You vote? Do I vote? Yeah, I do. Every time. You do? Who'd you vote for? Yeah. Did you vote for Trudeau? Who was the um, other person last time? Well, I think the choices we had were pretty slim in the last election. The last that seems like election. a reoccurring theme everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you don't even I'm, remember. Uh, no, I, I, vote for I, Trudeau? I do remember. I voted. I voted for Trudeau. I'm just trying to think about like who I voted for in my area. I think I it was okay to vote for him then because the it was like MP. Yeah. before all the we got to know him really well. Do we really have a problem with him? Is he a problem? I think whoever replaces him will have the same problems with. So I'm not really yeah. gonna. I'm gonna reserve that, my you know, there's vote a, there's for the answer. next there's election. Not an answer. There's not an answer out there that everyone's gonna be like, "Yes, you made I the think, right dis decision in 2021." My friend. I think we should all get one uh -huh. vote in our lifetime. That's it. And you have to he's like going to get a majority government is really the big question. It doesn't seem like there's rules anymore. Like, why are we even having an election right now? What happened? <laughs> what happened? I think he wants to see that um, if everything that he's doing right gets the approval of the Canadian uh, population, it would lead to a majority government, which means he gets to pass all the bills and laws that he wants without any opposition. Cause right now he's giving, you know, massages and um, <clears throat> free, uh, free lunches to all the uh, supporting parties. Right. At, uh, he, in the so, parliament. 
So every time he so, has to go to the NDP to back him on a on a new bill or something like that, you know, he's got to right. play squash with with. It's the bend over. <laughs> he's got to go. Somebody's going to go, you know, rail for dinner. You know what I mean? Mm, to be able yeah. to, to be able to get these uh, supports. Anything stuff. done? Okay, so yeah. he's okay. So he's going all in with like a pair of twos right now, right? He's yeah. like. He's he's just going for it. So he could lose this thing completely, or it's like no, 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 no majority. You're still you're still in. What is it? Of course, yeah, he can get voted out. So he can. So right now we're voting for him to last for an additional five years. That how it works here in Canada? Five years at a time? Again, we're not political. Three years. We can talk about religion next if you want. If you want to go even down, if you want to go further away from from. Let's talk about yeah, religion, sex, and next week on the Toronto Real Estate Show, we're going to tell you which gender bending on the Toronto Real Estate Show. Join us next week when we have they them (laughs) and she. Which one? Which one works best for you? Uh, All right, so let's talk about this wild housing market that we still have here in Toronto. Look at this. Yeah. Housing market to remain competitive as Ontario economy heats up. Did you know? Did you know that we added 94,000 new jobs in Canada, of which, check this out, of which, are you ready for this? <clears throat> 72,000 were in Ontario. Out of 94,000 nationwide, 72,000 in Ontario. I don't know what, what percentage that is. What does that tell you? That tells you that there's jobs here, man. There is like, there's stuff happening here. We are open Maybe for Ontario business. Ontario has the strongest lockdowns that were the lifted. Strongest locked. I don't think that that's true at, on any level. Yeah. Maybe the longest. I don't know about strongest. They're pretty vigilant. Strongest, in, longest. Everything. Yeah. Strongest yeah. and longest, eh? Yeah, even out of all the states too. So that you know, by open, Ontario opening up its economy and having all these businesses reopen again, they're going to add more jobs. So that that was expected. I feel bad for the people that are taking down their outdoor patios right now. I don't know about that. I've, I've only seen like better. Like the outdoor patios now are. I was at one on the Danforth the other day, and it's like the covered patio is like top notch. Like you can oh, see yeah. they've invested Kick-ass. significant amount of money to to have that there. A lot of people have taken them down or are taking them down because they're like allowed inside now. It's weird. That's I went into stupid. like a Mr. <clears throat> Sub and people were eating in there and it was like, this feels wrong. Mm. But it also felt so right. I think going to Mr. Sub is wrong as a whole. Like Subway is far better. No, they don't have the seafood sub that my wife loves. If that's the case, then you have to go to Mr. Sub. Very specific. But hold on a second. Yeah. Lots of jobs in Ontario compared to everywhere else. So I don't think I hit what you were looking for me to say when I said when you asked me, what does that tell you? Do you feel fulfilled by my answer? Yes. Satisfied? <laughs> Are you satisfied by BTK? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay, good. So that's good. So, but look, we have a rearing economy. We have lots of people still, I think, wanting to buy just kind of tired or away or like, I don't know. I'm reading articles here talking about, um, you know, there's still bidding wars, but there's only two offers and they're conditional. So, um, but this is in like dad, the luxury. 
Yeah. 120 showings, 20 offers, 400,000 over asking. Sold. Yeah. Firm. 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 Done. Yeah. Close. We had a bunch of close already. No, it just happened. The sale just happened. But a ton of a ton of um, sales this week that were uh, that were over asking. A lot of a lot of uh, a lot of buyers out there. A lot of showings. Okay. We need to change that term to, like, is it over the actual value? How much over actual value did things sell for? Fuck this. Prices are climbing up now to a point where in nine out of ten areas in the GTA, they're higher than ever. Cost of an average Toronto home is slated to go up another 50K in just two months. Mm -hmm. You're seeing it. You are There's seeing pressure on prices right now for sure. There's no inventory. Now, here's the kicker. I have four new listings coming out next week, and I've got like three more people who are all like, I, they could be, you know, pushing forward next week. So what you're saying so is we you have feel a like more inventory increase. coming on? We have a significant increase of uh, sellers um, calling us and saying that they're, they're looking to sell. So I was thinking about that earlier. It's like, okay, we have... 9,000 active listings approximately. And we're saying that that's one month worth of inventory, correct? Mm -hmm. So if we all of a sudden doubled our inventory to 16,000 or 18,000, does that mean we would only have two months of inventory? Yeah, it's still being a seller's market. Yeah, it would take, it would take like, I don't know what it would take because there's so many things that could go wrong, but it would take a significant change into the economy and landscape of the, you know, real estate uh, buying experience and process to change something as, as quickly as it did April 21st, 2017. Like, I feel like an idiot for even questioning that math, right? Because I think in my head, like, obviously, if you double the amount, then it can only be double the amount of time of inventory, right? But, like, it's just so, like, mind-boggling that you could literally, like, double the inventory and it would, would you have it, would there be an impact? I guess there would be an impact. Yeah, but like, of course. I've, I've seen it huge. in some neighborhoods. Some yeah. neighborhoods I've, I've been looking in. What does that look like? But what does that it look like? Like, like it doesn't like... sell for 23 days? <clears throat> For example, like a semi-detached bungalow in um, uh, North York, right? Yeah. Okay. So like uh, Victoria Park and Finch, Don Mills and Finch, like in that area. 404 and Finch. Okay. Yeah. Is okay, Victoria so Park and Finch, North York? Yeah, that's the border. I guess on, on the west, west side. Yeah, okay. It's, yeah, north, yeah. it's North York. And um, so a property, I'm going to go look at it on uh, Tuesday. No, Monday. Tomorrow. And, um, you know, there's been, it's been sitting there now for like a month and a half, right? Because there's been a big turnaround of homes very similar to it, you know, that have been selling for less that are not renovated, that are like decent condition and they're, and they're, you know, significantly less money. Right. And so the reason that that house has been sitting there is because there's been options for people where that price that they're asking, the reason they're asking that price is because that's what it was selling for in March and April, like nothing, like no problem. People were paying but, things like one one. So, but hold on. When you say sitting there, like, what are we talking about for an extra? Oh, see, that's somewhat significant, but it's still sold. Just took no, six weeks. Still no, available. Still available. Yeah. 
because there's, so there, been a, there's been a high volume of those houses coming up. Well, there's going to be some anomalies out there where buyers are confused because the seller started at uh, $799. After a month and a half, though? No, but this is what happens. You start at $799. You don't get what you wanted, right? Then you go yeah. to like $1 million and you don't get what you wanted. So now you go to what you really actually wanted. You go to $925 and everybody's like, what the hell's going on here? What's wrong with this place? Yeah. This guy's been at this price for a month and it's like offers anytime, bring me the offer. Da, 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 da. So the right price. that tells me that everybody would know that this is the price that they want. And we'll see what, see if there's any buyers out there. So there What's are the cases where buyers are not willing to pay those prices eagerly that they were paying in March and April. That's why I say nine out of 10 areas, but other areas that like haven't had that same increase in inventory where that same house is being offered three or four times or a new one comes up every week, you know, like that kind of stuff are selling like crazy. My neighborhood, my neighborhood prices are higher now than ever. Sure. It's nuts. Every house that comes up, it's like, I'm like, Oh my God, it's like a new example. A house just sold for a million three one. Okay. And it was listed for a million three, maybe a million three, two, five, something like that in March and April, the hot months. Because another one sold for a million three ten, and everyone was like, "Oh, that's a new price." So this guy, he didn't follow the rules. He didn't list it at nine ninety nine or whatever. He said, "Oh, I'm going to list it at one point three two five, and I'm going to get it sold." Well, long story short, is it didn't sell. He just relisted it a week or two ago, and ended up um, for one point one, and ended up getting a million three point one, right? So he couldn't get that price back in March and April, right? But now, now he did. And his isn't as nice as the one that sold in March and April for 1.31. That one had more money put into it. Right. And then other homes that I'm looking at. Are, so you are said didn't follow more. the rules. The rules are, are set up the bidding war with a ridiculously low price. And the then rules are set by the buyers. The buyers. But you just said didn't follow the rules. Exactly. The buyers make the rules. The, 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 the uh, example you gave, the listing it low and then going back up and then trying to get those aren't the rules. The rules are you come out on the list at the, on the market at an attractive price. The first time yeah. you let the bids come in. And at the end of the week, you take the highest offer and you accept it for what it is because you know that that's the most amount of money out there. You don't say no, you don't relist it at a higher price, right? You don't, you don't, you guys should do it. Around. You should do it like you know, condos. You should be like starting in the low sevens. <laughs> Oh, you want the fridge included, hey? You want the fridge? Look at you, eight hundred thousand for seven hundred. You want equipment. the fridge? You want the pool equipment? That's eight twenty-five. Are you kidding me? We're auctioning off the fridge, so you can yeah. buy this for seven hundred, you dick. No, but yeah. seriously. Anyways, prices are up everywhere, regardless, right? And this article says they're going up another fifty thousand in the next two months, which actually coincides with another article we talked about that said that we had four months once we were already two months in, but to get to the same level. So it seems yeah. like if you followed that, that there are people in agreement that this <laughs> market going is going, going up. up by 50 grand, not yeah. 53, not 46, 50 on the nose. I don't yeah. know how they know this. They must be watching our show. This is the only place that can make bold predictions like that. If you look yeah, back, definitely. TK, we called yeah. the rental bottom 
We called it. We called it okay. before anybody else did. We, we told we everybody right. that the, we told everybody that the market's going to continue to go up, and it has. You look back, and it we it yeah. says calling the rental bottom. Yeah, and so far, if you go on YouTube and you look at real estate market predictions, all the videos that are out there are all about it going down, right? U.S. and Canadian, right? If you listen to those guys, you'd be in a lot of trouble. A you lot of trouble. A lot of money. Yeah. But we're still going to put a thumbnail that says that the market's going to crash because we need people. To Absolutely. Video. Otherwise, so. nobody watches this crap. Toronto <laughs> sees back to, to school rush for accommodation as students prepare to return to the city. Yep. Inventory scarce as summer dog days hit Toronto area real estate market. So we are concurrently having the slow dog days of summer while... The rental market is going bananas as kids are coming back to school in real life. It's, it's constantly the tale of different markets all over the place. People were saying mm -hmm. that the luxury market is outpacing the regular market right now. That first-time home buyers are like just tired as hell of all the bidding and all the losing. Uh, like there's a lot of different things going on. The, the new construction market is off the rails just like crazy bananas mm -hmm. commercial like try and try and buy like a apartment building it's like insane there's nothing um yeah. warehousing like the only th and then and then you have office which is like nobody knows what's going on with office but there's all these different markets all going on simultaneously it's like they you almost have to, to be specialize doing well now except for retail an office? No, is office doing good? Oh yeah, office too. But I think office has got office is some, weird. Yeah, I think office has got some of those buildings. Like, especially if you're going to buy an office office building because of the land that it's on, like that deal there down on Winford and Concord area. Oh yeah, right? for sure. They're building right? on top so, of office buildings downtown, all over the place now. Exactly. So if you've uh, got an office building that's got a nice piece of land, it's like okay, let's, let's buy this and repurpose it and turn it into residential. But the retail stuff doesn't. Anything that's got a retail, like an apartment building that's got a bunch the of retail. There's hot. one in Dufferin and Eglinton that's got like four retail. You know, nobody wants to own a retail shop on Eglinton right now. There's like no foot traffic. You know, you're not going to find a tenant. You know, there's no, there's no business in that area. You'll find a tenant who's planning on opening up in a couple of years. You'll find a couple of weed shops. Today's right. Yeah, you'll find <laughs> some find weed, shops weed shops for sure. Those That's guys will it. get there. Yeah. They'll get there. That clientele will four make weed it. shops in a row. There'll be lineups everywhere if that were the case. <laughs> yeah, right. They would oh, get God. there. No, forget it. Did There's you guys enough. get a weed shop tenant? Um, we are waiting on some government documentation because apparently the locals are not entirely interested in this idea. There was some blowback. So can you believe it? There's nimbyism, which I guess this isn't nimbyism. Is this nimbyism? Um, Not in my backyard. Probably, yeah. There's there's always a little bit of that. But in that area, I don't think so. Well. The opposite of nimbyism. The opposite of nimbyism? So yeah. what is this? This is weedyism? This is not allowing. Most people just don't want to have this here for some reason. But uh I don't think we care because they're willing to pay us rent and they're willing to give us a demolition clause. Yeah, that's it. Done. If they want to pick it outside, 
Yeah. I'll make sure I put up some signage into the shots and we'll get some good, good, good marketing out of this. We could also get the guy who's running the uh, lemonade stand who should qualify for a mortgage to maybe give him some drinks when you're outside picketing. I think that's right? a fine idea. Yeah. Launder a little bit of money. A little 10 by 20 foot spot in the parking lot. We've got room. We've got yeah. space. Yeah. I'm but trying please. to actually rent out my parking lot now to like, car sharing services i thought nice. that was kind of smart yeah nice. i wonder how that's going to work out i got a meeting with a guy on tuesday There's like kinds sharing, of ways car sharing you could do yeah lots of stuff we got billboards and like cell towers like it's interesting yeah. there's a lot of things the that if you, yeah like that most people probably don't even realize i didn't yeah. realize half the stuff i mean we just kind of bought it like this but it's there's a lot of ways that you can like just add on revenue. Utilize the commercial zoning. That's it. I was thinking the other day how great an idea it would be to like, you know, turn it into like a Tesla charging station. I was just thinking Put that. A couple of those. And I thought about how to, the cost of running all the electrical and I thought it might not be worth it. I think it would be worth it. I think it'd be yeah. just friggin' cool. Good publicity too. Just to have it. Speaking of which, I think they should give me a hundred stories there. Yes. Why wouldn't they? But this is the solution. Think about it. Right now yeah. we're at 14 stories. It's 435 units. Okay. Yeah. If they let me have a hundred, how many units would that be? I can't do the math so quick in my head, Too but many. let's, well, that's a lot. Let's say of, like 2,800, 3,000, something like that. But even let's just double it to 28 stories. Let's not be crazy. Yeah. Okay. Let's right. be somewhat reasonable. Yeah. 870 units. Do we really care if at three points of the year, the townhouses behind us don't have sunlight for 40 minutes? Do we really care about this? Because the reality is that like maybe one of them at a time doesn't have sunlight from this mm -hmm. development. But look, think about it. So we all of a sudden just went from um, 435 units to 870 units, which by my calculation, even if a bunch of those were affordable, the developer doesn't have to raise prices, right? Because he's still making a great amount of money on that land. Now that his density just doubled, right? Um, so you got affordable, you got happy developers, you got happy investors, you got more units, you got less pressure on prices. DK. Okay. This is the platform that I am running on. Okay. Okay. Double density everywhere for everyone. If you are now a single family home, you are allowed to be a duplex. If you are now a duplex, you're now allowed to be a fourplex and on and on and on and on. If you have 150 units, you're allowed 300 units put them on there figure it out if people don't want to rent them it's your problem you're dumb right build something that people want to rent or buy right okay. go boom go double density go. boom go double density daryl go double, double density, density daryl all right i Who's see i will nominate you that's that's the loyalty that i have as a friend is i will nominate you so well, that now you can I, run. you're making I'll me feel guilty sheet. Meanwhile, with my capital gains exemption, uh, you know, 25 years or less platform, you just, you weren't having it. Here, let's hedge our it. bets and I'll run against you and I'm sure to win. 
if one of us wins. How about this? If well, you win, because I'm voting I for me be, and you're voting for me, and we're vote, the only I votes that count here. And you manage my campaign. Ooh. Well, let's just keep doing the show. Next week we have a great guest. Who? Charles Park. Charles Park. Yes, one of the chairs of the uh, technology board at Tread. The Ooh, manager technology. at the Remax office, on, which I belong to. On? Ooh, I'm going to grill him. All He's going to grill. All the tech stuff. He's really good. He's going to get grilled. Is he ready for this? If you, will, if you will be able to stump uh, Mr. Park. I don't want to stump him. I want to question will, you will, what the you will, hell they're thinking with this trip. Then I think then you'll have questions. Answers. I'm, yeah. I'm looking for answers. I'm a We're seeker, excited. TK. I'm a seeker. Yeah. I'm a seeker of real I'm estate. people to you. Answers. Yeah. I don't seem to, to get many here, though. We do. What do you mean? Do we have lots of answers today. 100%. What did we answer today? Let's recap. Should Let's we, are we ready for a recap? Oh, we started recap. early. So we're running like long here. Yeah. Oh my God. That's okay. But we're on like South Carolina time. What time is it there? Same time. Oh. time. Okay. Recap. Recap. Um, there's a bunch of lies that the political parties are trying to platform with in order to get your vote. So be careful who you vote for based off. Did the you say that? That doesn't sound like something you would normally say. Well, it's true. We all know it's true that it's impossible to meet all of your campaign promises. No political party can do that. So and they just try. What about that, an that effort? Is, yeah. But that is just an effort. Is not going to happen is that they don't have the power to control the market as much as they think they do. Um, two, the market's still going up. So why are you still waiting to buy? Why are you waiting to buy? Because the news is telling everybody it's not going up. Why are you watching those YouTube channels that are telling you the market's going down? Look how long they've been running for. It's either going to be three months or it's like 13 years. Well, like either a train way, wreck. Are they, are they credible? Does that make them credible? Because they're saying it's going to go down? Because they're always saying it's going to go down. But there's actual factual evidence to back up their claims at the moment, regardless of how you actually look at them. Yeah. If you if all you look at is sales volume month after month, mm -hmm. you are correct in saying that the market is slowing. Yes. But I also remember Michael Moore did a documentary on 9-11 um, called Loose Change. That wasn't Michael Moore, but that was serious. It wasn't Michael That was Moore. great. No, but that was a great... What about doc. the one on um, uh, vegans, game changers? Mm, no, Did you watch that one? that one? No. So at the Are you going to tie those, those movies, two things together? Yeah. Yeah. At the end of both those movies, whatever they said, I believed because they presented the facts. Right. See? And neither one of them has been proven to be uh, as accurate as they claimed. But at the end of the watching it, man, I was, I was like... I'm going to convinced, be convinced, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to be a vegan. Remember after watching Supersize Me, how long did you not eat McDonald's for? Supersize Me, exactly. How long? Same how long thing. did you did it take I before you went back? Well, I might have When you saw Supersize Me, you were eating McDonald's? Yeah, I was eating McDonald's. Yeah. It was right. it was a couple of weeks probably. It wasn't very long. A couple of weeks? Wow, that's some willpower you got there, bud. But I was like, I was like, what is this movie? This movie is my life. Why didn't I just record myself in high school? I could have made Super Size Me. I was eating yeah. three McDonald's meals a day back then. <laughs> I used to sit in my car the outside. Sixty nine menu, you just rack up there. Oh my god! 
That was that was nourishment back in the six day. Six McChickens, please. How I want to believe. Did you say six? Yeah, I want to believe that there was actually food in it when we were younger. Yeah. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure. There must have been more food than today. But we are exactly. like, this is turning into like an opinion show. Did we talk about real estate at all? This was good. Let's see if I don't people know, like let's, it. Let's just, let's just let people know that they can like, comment, and subscribe. Check us out on uh, all the podcast channels. iTunes, Apple, Spotify. Um, Amazon, I think we have. Amazon. Amazon. Do they have a podcast? If you're to a podcast on any one of your devices, just type in Toronto Real Estate Show and you'll find us. And you should like come on to YouTube and see if we look like what you think we do. Yeah. Or don't. See how much older so TK looks than me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can you can come check us out and subscribe because it actually maybe helps. I, I can't so. figure this whole thing out. We should technically be like, you know, 18 million views according to our statistics and all we don't of our buy data. subscribers or views. That's why. Well, if that's what I'm comparing or it to. Or advertise. Yeah. We get yeah. we get the emails to buy subscribers, to buy views, to buy this, to buy that. And we just say, no, I mean, we don't need to do that. We're growing organically and you guys are going to help us do that. So does organically mean slowly? That's just like a, uh, it's like a buzzword. <laughs> I feel good about myself because I'm growing organically. So it's okay. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Maybe I'm we should buy weight, some like organically, fans. You know? I wish I'm gaining weight organically, yeah. but it doesn't like, seem so I'm organic. educating myself on like finances organically, you know? I watch. Like, I don't want to do video. it. I don't want to do it in a way that's going to be, you know, too uh, unnatural. So I'm doing it all organically. I watched one of our uh, initial episodes. Yeah. And man, if you think our backgrounds now are bad, you should have seen them back then. But man, were we just spot on from day one. I'm telling you, we should have 18 billion subscribers by now. Something is wrong. We're being punished. I think we talk about um like just way too edgy stuff like we're just way too crazy for too, too, too edgy. Yeah. maybe maybe oh no we have a guest next week we yes, should try something robots. new it's we should try yeah. i think he's gonna bring the robots oh is it yeah. the robot talk you think it's all the no. conspiracy talk no no he's he's straightforward you you're gonna like him i'm excited what's his name again i just remember charles park, park. charles park the technology genius behind Treb. I wouldn't say technology genius behind Treb. He's on the board of technology that makes the decisions for Treb. So if anybody's going to know what they're doing and what they're up to and what the new cutting edge tech is in real estate, it's him. Okay. So when I ask him, Hey, what the hell were you guys thinking? Making that system so goddamn hard to navigate and use. I'm going to yeah. get a good Save answer. Save the question for next week. Yeah. Can I ask that question to you? Okay. Because I'm going to go back to my vacation. <laughs> I came I'll see you next week. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. New 
on Curiosity Stream. Uncover engineering secrets from history's greatest masters. From the mysteries of the first man-made waterways to the building techniques of the early Americas, it's ancient engineering. Plus, 40 tons of trucks speeding down the interstate can be a recipe for disaster. See how today's smarter new age big rigs pave the way for safer highways on high-tech trucks. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.